0: Welcome back to My Sister Would Get It. Uh, Today, we are talking about one of our passions in life. Both Kayla and I have a love for health and fitness, and wanted to make this a topic of conversation throughout our podcast, just all the different things in the health and fitness world that we take the time to research and learn about and that is important to us um but before we start we're gonna do a little weekly recap so Kayla how was your week um my week was good did you forget everything you
1: did this week (laughs) (laughs) every single week is like the exact same but my high of the week was seeing my parents our parents on Monday and baby sis. There is another yes. sister. <laughs> Saw her too. Um, so that was good. I don't really have a low of the week, which is lame. I feel like every single time I say my high and low, they're gonna be so boring. Every single time.
0: You just are in your routine and rocking through that. Yeah, every literally every week is the same. So well, we'll still catch up each week just in case. <laughs> um my high was also seeing our family it was really fun we went to lunch and we went to shields our dad and mom love shields as we were walking into shields our dad was like
1: you know if you're walking into shields you just gotta be ready to spend money
0: it's like where he gets all of his clothes right. and shoes hey okay. <laughs> But what was so fun about Shields was my little six month old got to look at the fishy. They have like a big archway fish tank and he got to explore the fishes in the fish tank and he loved it. He could have sat there for hours. It was so cute. I was like, I'm going to have to take him here to look at the fishies as an activity for him because it was so fun. He would love the aquarium. I know. To take him to the aquarium. I know. I know. When he gets a little older, so I know a lot of people take their kids to aquarium. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was fun. The low is definitely my washer has been broken for a week and a half now. And when you have a six month old who has quite a bit of poopies, <laughs> that is a problem. And also my husband and I's laundry is just piled high. We've had to carry loads over to Kayla's little apartment and use her washer throughout the week and it hasn't been fun yesterday I was with my laundry hamper Jordan my little baby was sitting in the laundry hamper it's like snowing outside and I'm running across the parking lot with a laundry hamper and a baby and all these college kids are around me just staring at me like, what are you doing? Why is there maybe in a laundry hamper right It now? was cute, though. I opened my door, and he was just, like, <laughs> in
1: the little laundry hamper. And I was like, oh,
0: yeah. He's my little buddy. But the washer, new one's supposed to be coming tomorrow. So that'll be my good news for next week is that I have a washer again. And... One other good thing that happened this week was my husband passed his NCLEX for nursing, which was such a huge accomplishment and just so exciting that he's progressing in his career. Um, he's wanting to go into nurse anesthetist. It's always such a hard word to say, but that was a step that we needed to fulfill in order to get there so i'm just we've been so excited
1: yeah that's awesome
0: yeah so today like i said we're talking about well we're introducing this topic Mm -hmm. that's going to have multiple episodes on it just because i this is just a topic we talk about a lot that we discuss we're constantly learning and I feel like it's just us, like we this is the stuff we talk about, yeah <laughs> um Kayla and I have a passion with health and with fitness, and so I think with this episode, we just wanted to kind of introduce that and kind of talk about how we got to where we are right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what we've learned along the way. yeah. So should I go first or <laughs> do you want to go first with your little story? Uh, I feel like you should go first. Okay. Well, I feel like my journey started with just sports in general, which I think a lot of people, it starts that way. Mm-hmm. Because I was really active growing up. Yeah. I played volleyball, softball. I did basketball up until high school. Um we were just really active. Like you were as well. Yeah, And that's how I worked out. And I never actually really thought about eating or anything because I was just doing stuff all the time. And so I didn't have to worry about that as much. I mean, I was definitely doing like the get ab quick (laughs) workout in my room (laughs) (laughs) in secret. Yeah. And like pumping out a hundred crunches like every morning, trying to get abs, <laughs> because I did not understand that abs are not just crunches. And it was those like stupid social media, yeah, behavior.
1: abs in two seconds, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, yes.
0: All I have to do are these three exercises every morning, and I will have a six pack. <laughs> yeah, no. Um. So I would do like little stuff like that. But other than that, I just worked out with my team and I loved it. And my kind of when I first, I never dieted until my senior year of high school. I, that's the year I did Accutane. Mm -hmm. And my self-confidence on Accutane was like so low. Just, yeah how
1: could it not That's be like with anyone you're like you're even on Accutane you
0: know yeah you're-, you're so ugly you're so ugly it just my face was covered in zits I'm like peeling from dry skin you're like red all the time red and oh it was so bad and I did I did gain a little bit of weight um while I was on Accutane. I. Wasn't as I don't know, I wasn't as active. I know it does like mess with your gut when you take Accutane, um, but yeah, it just was a really low year. I wasn't like really big or anything, it wasn't like I gained a hundred pounds, but I was just a little heavier than I had been mm-hmm. the years before, and so. I remember after senior year, when I was getting off Accutane, I was talking to our dad and I said, I just feel like crap. I don't feel like myself. I feel like I look like crap. Like I just was done. And I felt like with moving on to college, it was an opportunity for me to start over. And that's kind of what he had told me as well is you can work on yourself this summer and then you can be whoever you want to be because you're leaving and you're going off to college. Mm And so. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I like cut my hair. I cut bangs. (laughs) Yep. I cut bangs. Why is it always bangs? (laughs) I'm starting fresh. And I did a diet with my mom. I did their favorite diet, the 17 day diet, which is basically, um, you eat protein and veggies and fruit for the first 17 days. Yeah. And then you slowly introduce- Carbs basically again, but it's still very heavy protein. And I did that and I did. I went back down to where so it worked. Um, and I got back down. It was really hard. I definitely felt miserable during it because I was craving those other foods, but I did it. And I went off to college, looking great, feeling great, whooping my bangs. (laughs) Freshman year. And It was interesting moving on to college because I wasn't an athlete anymore and I was also doing all my own grocery shopping Mm -hmm. and I went off to a school where their creamery is a very (laughs) big part of the school. Their ice cream, their chocolate milk, it was, you know, that's what they're known for. So, me and all my roommates, of course, we got to go get the gallon chocolate milk, (laughs) the ice cream, the graham candy. And it's at like midnight, too. (laughs) It's like two in the morning. And you're like, let's go
1: get a big thing of chocolate milk.
0: Like, you. (laughs) And you're also like, just eating at like really, it's so gross. You know, you'd go out and get crap food or. I don't know. It, it, you'd be up talking and all of a sudden it's midnight and you're kind of like, I'm hungry. Like, I'm going to get cereal. Gonna, like,
1: eat a burrito. <laughs> it's like,
0: what? <laughs> it's like 2am. <laughs> yeah. So I just jumped right into that, you know, and I wasn't feeling super great. And I realized <laughs> that I was basically drinking like straight cream <laughs> with the chocolate milk. And you can't just have ice cream anytime you want it. And unless you have the ninja creamy. <laughs> if you listened to the last episode, you know. <laughs> That's right. The ninja creamy did not exist though at right, this point. Right, right. Um, so I was kind of dealing with that nutrition wise. I did not know how to feed myself correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then physically I kind of went through an identity crisis coming into college because I wasn't an athlete anymore. And the real athletes were there at the school, and I was not one of them. And some of the, uh, like, other identity things that were a struggle was I was have always been into, like, music, and we played piano, and I sang. And at the school I was at, everybody did that. There was not a single person who didn't know how to play the piano or sing. And so I just, I felt like there was nothing that made me special. I liked photography. Everybody (laughs) does photography. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm exactly like everybody else here. Yeah. And the only thing that kind of set me apart in high school was that I played sports and I'm not even cool like enough here for that like <laughs> yeah there's cooler people yeah yeah so it was kind of uh, i hit a point where i was kind of struggling with who i was and what my passions were and i also wasn't feeling great <laughs> because of what i was eating and so i had remembered that you know I would work out with my team and I knew that working out made you feel good and look a certain way. And so I thought, well, there's a gym on my campus. I'm going to go try it out. And so I just started going by myself. And when I started, I had no idea what to do because previously I had only done workouts with my team that my coach had put together. And usually those workouts were very sport oriented you know, where we had done like the P90X (laughs) video in our little workout room, you know, which is just jumping around and a lot of body weight stuff. Yeah. I had never really done weights at all. And also the time that I was doing this was before it was super popular for women to be weightlifting. Mm -hmm. That was not popular. It was still... Viewed. I mean, there was always the, the girls who were doing that and were loving that, but it's it was nowhere near as big as it is on social media now. Because mm-hmm. social media media wasn't as good or big as it is now, and it was kind of viewed at that time. Still, that weightlifting made you look manly, mm-hmm. bulky. You were gonna like gain weight. Yeah, you know it was. It was not viewed well and, but I, I knew it made me feel good and I knew I actually really enjoyed it compared to running or kind of the girlier things Mm -hmm. that girls were doing. But when I would go, it was literally like do some bicep curls, run a lap on the treadmill, do some crunches, Mm -hmm. like no structure at all. I had no idea what I was doing. and. But I just kept learning and I started finding workouts and I started just learning myself. And it got to the point where I was actually teaching my roommates. They'd come with me and I would teach them how to weightlift. I'd come home and I'd write workouts for, you know, you and our youngest sister and we do those. But it still wasn't super popular. Like, I feel like I would come home and it was still kind of viewed that way Mm -hmm. of weights are scary and very manly. But I enjoyed it. And so I just kind of kept going. And I would say I learned about the weightlifting and gym side before I learned about the nutrition. I just kind of, because that's how I was in high school, I would work out, but still eat what I wanted to eat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's kind of what I was doing for the most part in college until we trained for our first Spartan race in like my sophomore, junior year. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to get strong for this Spartan race. And that was the first time I tracked macros. And that tracking macros is what changed me completely with nutrition. Yeah. That was the turning point there. And I did get like the strongest I'd ever gotten, the healthiest I would ever been. I learned about food and it was just mind blowing. Like all these things were clicking in my brain
1: because
0: mm-hmm. macros forces you to look at ingredients you're not just looking at calories um, or fat or or pro you know you're looking at everything mm-hmm. and realizing what foods give you the most nutrients and you are protein focused but i just was like wow i can eat a lot of food if it's the right food mm-hmm. you know and so, yeah, that changed my whole perspective. And pretty much ever since then, I haven't tracked macros m- since then, but my whole mindset of eating and fueling my body and finding good foods completely changed once I did that. Mm-hmm. And I still you or follow those habits that I made then, you know, what I buy, what ingredients I look at. And also what I try and learn about. And so what foods are going to bring me the most nutrients and they might not be the highest in protein, but they're still fueling my body in a good way. So I, yeah, I think macros is what changed my whole perspective of eating. I feel like everybody should do it at one point, even if they don't do it for their whole life. I just feel like it teaches you so much about eating. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like at this point where I'm at now, it's a little different because I just had a baby, (laughs) but those habits that I kind of made at the the start of college of working out and then tracking macros, those habits that came from that, I still am doing today. Mm -hmm. And... um. We we're going to kind of bring up some of the lessons that we learned along the way, but I think we should do that after, after you've kind of told yours and then we can kind of reflect on the lessons we've learned. Yeah. So that, that's my story. My health, my health journey. <laughs>
1: um, Mine's kind of similar ish, but I'd say, I don't know. I feel like everyone kind of, through obviously like elementary school middle school you are not aware at all of like anything you just eat <laughs> like no like, I don't believe I exist well <laughs> so like you just it's interesting like I can remember like a moment where I was conscious about like body and like food and stuff you know when was that moment I think I was in eighth grade okay I was in eighth yeah. grade and We were. I was hanging out with my friends. We had just gone to a haunted house and we were coming back. And I was talking to one of my friends and she was telling me how she was on a diet, which is so sad because it's eighth eighth grade. grade. But she's telling me how she's on a diet. And I was asking her, oh, like, what is this diet that you're on? Like, curious, like, okay. And she was like, well, like, if my family's having pizza, instead of eating two pieces, I just eat one. And I was like... Oh, like that's really like that's probably good Yeah, <laughs> but I remember that being the first time of me being like oh maybe I should think about is it. <laughs> there yeah like is that something ever, like I should be doing yeah anyways I feel like that was the first time that that kind of clicked for me that like and plus I would watch my parents like go on diets and stuff mm-hmm. and that's when it was like oh so like human beings have to like Pay attention to what they eat, (laughs) which is like, I don't know. That's just so interesting. Yeah. Anyways. And then I also was a dancer, like competitively, since I was 12 years old. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that was when it became even more of a point for me.
0: Did you feel like, in the, I don't know if I've ever asked you this in the dancing community world that you were in that like eating disorders and starving yourself you know to look a certain way was really apparent like did you have a lot of people you knew who were it wasn't apparent
1: like it's not like I knew like the girls I danced with it's not like we talked about Mm -hmm. like not eating or stuff or anything like that but for me and I didn't I don't think at the time. I thought of it as like necessarily an eating disorder. Yeah. But like if I knew like I had a solo costume or I had like any sort of costume that was revealing at all and I tried it on because we would always we would take measurements of our body like anytime we had to buy costumes.
0: Which is as a girl is.
1: Yes. And every girl is getting their measurements taken and then that determines the size of the costume you're getting. And so that's kind of the first time that I became very aware of my own body compared to other girls' bodies. Yeah. And like I said, if I had like a solo costume or just a a team costume that was revealing, which most of them were, Mm -hmm. I was very picky about how they fit me. Yeah. And how they looked on me. And I remember specifically I had one solo costume that was a two-piece and it was very small (laughs) like not very covering at all Mm -hmm. and I remember going and trying it on in the bathroom and I was like I don't like how this fits like I want to look way better in this yeah and that was the first time that I like was proactively like trying to change myself Mm -hmm. and like very conscious about what I was eating. Because before that, it was like, whatever. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really matter to me. That was the first time I remember being very aware of it. And I also, like, I'm very much a perfectionist. And I was with dance, too. Yeah. And I would put a lot of pressure on myself to just be the best all the time. Like, yeah, there was no other option for me. And so since I had a solo that I was pretty proud of, it was pretty difficult. I was like, I have to get first every single competition and I just have to look my very best. And so I literally would, I probably would eat one meal a day. Yeah. Not necessarily like purposely trying to eat one meal a day, but I was, first of all, just so busy that that's just kind of how it happened anyway. Mm-hmm. But then second of all, it was kind of like a plus of like, yeah, mm, I'm so busy, like I don't have time to even fuel myself. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I think even more than not eating, I was totally overexercising. Yeah. Because I would go to dance right after school and then I would come home and I would run three miles.
0: I feel like I totally remember this, actually.
1: <laughs> I would run. And then I would go to dance again yeah. for the rest of the night. And then I would switch off between some some days I would get home from school, run then go to dance. Then I had a break and I would do P90 in yes. our freaking P90. I know. I I I'm remembering this. This is all coming back. In our dance in our whatever, our workout room. And then I would go to dance again. Yeah. And this was like 4 days a week and then on weekends I would either have a competition, but another thing that like kind of was a part of this is And this will lead into like my college life too. But within within our family, it was always like, oh, Kayla's got a different body type. Like she's just built differently. Mm -hmm. She's built smaller. She's the smaller one of the sisters. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to anyone else, they're like, why would you ever complain about that? Like, that's awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you complain? But to me, like I said, I'm someone who... I will put myself in a box and I'm very sensitive to people's labels on me. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to tell me like, oh, Kayla, she's the smart one of the family. Then I immediately am like, okay, I have to prove to everyone that I actually am the smart one. (laughs) It's weird. I have to be very careful about like labels and other people's labels on me because I'm very much like, like I said, a perfectionist with everything. And I'm like, okay, I have to fulfill their expectation and their label for me. So with the small thing, it was like, okay.
0: So if I'm small, then I'm going to be small.
1: Yes. It was like, okay, if they're telling me I'm small, then I have to fulfill this role of being <laughs> small, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. But it was like part of my identity of like, I am the small sister. Yeah. I am the one that's different. I have the different body type. Like, yeah, I have to be that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went and weighed myself one night. And I was 110 pounds, 110 pounds. Okay. And I remember walking out and going to the kitchen. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm 110 pounds. And I remember she was like, Kayla, you need to make sure you're like taking care of yourself. And I was like, no, I'm not saying that because like, I'm happy. I'm small. I'm just saying it because I thought it was cool. But in, I was like, Like, that's such a lie. I was so like, oh my gosh, I am, like, not that heavy. This is great, which is so dumb. But I was so pumped to, like, perform my solo. And I was like, I'm going to look awesome in this costume. And like, and I'm, you know, fulfilling my duty as the small sister, you know? And so that was, like, most of high school for me, especially within dance. And then I went off to college dance was no longer a thing Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: my life and I you know was grocery shopping for myself and I literally I think my first grocery run was like those nasty like pre-made tortillas and like microwave oh so (laughs) gross like microwave meals and
0: like (laughs) Cheez-Its and like literally funny how you like leave home and you're like I literally do not know how to feed myself (laughs) no I literally
1: like me and my old roommates have a picture of us on our first like grocery run and like I'm holding the nastiest stuff ever (laughs) and I'm like what are you doing but that was the first time that I had to like figure out literally how to feed myself that's what I'm saying because before it's like oh I just eat whatever my mom makes, yes. and like if mom doesn't make anything then I'm probably not going to eat like yeah. that's how I was at least
0: or you go it's just whatever mom buys though or you go in the fridge you go in the pantry yes you grab a granola bar she buys or yogurt. Yep. like you don't think about it at all no and then you move out and you're like wait I have to go grocery shopping yes so <laughs> Then I was like trying to feed
1: myself, but I still kind of had it in my mind because even within my friendship of roommates, it was always just this running joke that I was small, which is funny to me because I'm like, (laughs) if you look at me, I'm a very average female woman. (laughs) Like I am not this like five foot tall, like stick thin girl. Like I'm very much average, but for some reason, even with them, it was like, like, if there was any, any, like, small space to fit in, it was like, oh, Kayla could fit in there. And I was like, yeah. Now I have to
0: go prove it. Now I
1: literally have to prove that I can fit in there. <laughs> it's so dumb. Anyways, so I, like, kind of still had that in my head. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't as extreme as it was when I was dancing. um. And also, I had to like navigate, like you said, like literally three in the morning. They'd be like, "Let's go to Rancheritos," and I'm eating like a steak burrito. It's so gross! <laughs> when I've done that too, it's like a carne asada fry burrito, and I'm like supposed to be in bed.
0: <laughs> I'm like, why do we need burritos three a.m.? It's so gross. Literally, me and my roommates at, like, one in the morning went to JCW's and cheese (laughs) fries. And, like, Dr. Pepper.
1: So gross. Why? No, yeah, that was something I had to figure out. Because not only were we doing that, but also my freshman year, I had, like, the meal plan, kind of. Yeah. Where you're eating, like, dining out and stuff. Yeah. And... I just, like, could not figure out how to, like, (laughs) balance everything. (laughs) And that resulted in me, like, literally having the worst stomach problems. I truly think that it came from those years of college because I was kind of just going through this cycle of, like, wanting to be this super fit girl. So, like, some days I, like, would hardly eat anything at all. And then other days I'm out and I'm just like pounding <laughs> carne asada fry burritos and like nasty crap. So it was just like this cycle. Like my body had no routine, no yeah. structure. Yeah. And like, I literally had no, no knowledge of nutrition
0: at all. Oh yeah, Whoa. what you are eating isn't even.
1: It's not nutritious. And my idea of like, a good, healthy day was, like, a freaking yogurt in the morning, and then, like, at night, I'd, like, go get a chicken nugget bowl or something at the freaking dining place, and, like, that was a good day for me. I was, like, yeah. dang, I'm, like, <laughs> such a freaking skinny legend. Like... <laughs> I had no idea what anything was. And like some, I remember some days, like on the days when I was like, oh, I know we're getting like Rancheritos tonight or like, <laughs> I know we're probably, there was this thing where you would go clean the sink and it go where down. you would pound all this ice cream. Yeah. We loved to do that. So gross. But if I Especially knew- you're
0: an ice cream. It's just- no, oh, all of a sudden you're unleashed and it's like, I'm going to pound yes. ice cream.
1: But if I knew we were doing that, I would, I loved high fit. So I would just like go to a million high fit oh, classes in God. a day. And then pull like, it back with yeah. ice
0: cream. That's brilliant. But
1: in my head, I was like, I like You're burning yes. the calories and I had my, I had my Apple watch on and it was like, you burned 2000 <laughs> calories today. I was like, sick. Like I can just go pound ice. Yeah. Cream. Like I'm chilling. <laughs> Literally. I had no idea. And then it wasn't actually until I moved here
0: down to where my sister lives. Um, you lived with us and you were like, my stomach is wrecked. My
1: stomach hurt all the time. Like, but I also like, I think it was a combination of like what I was eating and the inconsistency of it and the back and forth between like some days I was pounding the nastiest crap with all of my friends. And some days I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to eat anything at all today. Yeah. And just that inconsistency, my body never knew what to expect Mm -hmm. and also was just not getting nutrients at all. So then I moved down here and I remember I took one of those food sensitivity tests. It told me a bunch of things. So I tried cutting it out for a little while and it actually helped. Um, But my old habits were still kind of there of Mm -hmm. like literally no structure in what i was eating like i would skip breakfast a lot of days not always like it wasn't always like okay i'm purposely gonna try and skip breakfast it's just i didn't care yeah and i didn't care if my lunch was like a smoothie and then that's all i had Mm -hmm. for the day i was just like whatever like that's fine Mm -hmm. um and also in the back of my head, I always had this like label of like, "Hey, well, I kind of have to do these things because I have to be the small one. Yeah. So it's like all these things combined. And then I remember I went to the gym and I saw a girl there and I was like, she looks bomb and she was <laughs> lifting weights. And I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. Like to me, I was like, that is just so admirable. And I remember coming home and I like literally stalked her Instagram and I was like, Hey, what does she do?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I saw that she just lifted weights and she counted macros and like all of the things. And I remember asking you, I was like, what does all of this mean? Like, what is all of this? And you kind of explained it to me. And I was like, I kind of want to get into this. And I remember I was kind of like, this is what I've been talking about for all these years. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so. Because before that, like even,
0: it was just so different from what our what we grew up with. Oh yes. like our family just never did any of that. Never, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of families were, and so, you know, you would. It was just kind of like a whole new thing. Yeah, of, this is a different way to mm-hmm. live your life yep. and to, anyways. And then, I bought. I remember I bought oh, a. Yeah.
1: Uh, like strength training plan
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I like had set up these random numbers mm-hmm. macro numbers and I'll I was like somewhere I'm gonna try this yeah and I remember like my first strength training workout I was like that was
0: freaking hard I remember you came and you were like my body is perfect. my
1: legs were <laughs> I remember my first day was a leg day and it was so hard but I also felt just like so empowered by it and it was like a break from like this struggle to be like small Mm -hmm. and now it was like what if I want to be strong like what if I want to be like tough and not small yeah and I felt so excited and like inspired by it and also along with that, when I like had this random macro count, I was like, oh my gosh, I can eat so much. I know. But even with that, I still kind of was confused by it. Like I would fill my protein goal with like chicken nuggets. Yeah. And I was like,
0: <laughs> you were, you were working out the king. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I also like still didn't have very much of a routine with it. I was st- like, my eating habits were just bad. And so it wasn't like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner thing. It was kind of just like random throughout yeah. the day. And I would just like fill in whatever worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really started to want to learn about it myself and yeah. like take matters into my own hands. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to a bunch of podcasts about it. I literally went one summer, like I would go on a walk every single day, mm-hmm. and listen to a podcast just about all of those things. yeah. And then I got to a point where I was like breakfast, lunch, dinner, strength training program. And I finally, like my body started to get into a routine of things. I started to feel good. I saw myself getting stronger.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't know. It was like this moment of realizing that, like, it's cool to want to be strong instead of wanting to be,
0: like, super small. Well, and I think it's also, because I kind of felt that, too, because there, there's always a pressure to be small
1: mm-hmm. as, a woman, mean, as a woman, as a woman,
0: you know, and you felt it even more because you were just labeled as that, you know, in our family. Mm-hmm. But... I think every woman does feel that. I got to be as small as possible. And it's like, as soon as you step into, yeah, wanting to be strong, it's like you let go of that label and you're, it's more of just, I'm going to just do me. I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to get as strong as I can. Mm-hmm. And that actually feels good because trying to get small doesn't feel good. Getting strong feels good. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's different. And, but with getting strong, you actually do, succeed in looking your best Mm -hmm. because your body's at its healthiest well and
1: like once I learned so much about all of it I was like literally all of that like high fit I was doing was not doing crap for me (laughs) like yes it's good cardiovascular yeah you know it has a place yes it has a place but to the extent that I was doing it at
0: and what I was thinking I was doing that's not what I was achieving I really feel like once you step into this and start learning and trying it feels like you were blind and now you can see Mm -hmm. it's just and then once you can see it it's really hard you you just like can't go back oh never I don't think I'll ever eat a rancherito's burrito anymore in my life I mean I wouldn't say the reason I would never eat a rancheritos burrito again in my life is because, first
1: of all, (laughs) they're not that good. Like, I look back and I'm like, gross. And second of all, they made me feel like hell. Like, I would go to bed and I'd wake up in the morning and be like, ooh, I just have rancheritos, like, in the pit of my stomach. Like, I don't think it ever (laughs) digests. They're going to come (laughs) out. Hey. There was a time and a place for a Rancheritos run. I will never, ever do a 2 a.m. Rancheritos run again. You will never see me in that yes. drive through <laughs> in the middle of the night ever again.
0: Okay, let's go ahead and wrap this up and talk about our takeaways from these journeys that we just shared. Kayla, do you want to go ahead and start with your first one?
1: Okay, I think. The number one thing that I have learned um, just through all of my own personal experiences and all of the research and podcasts and all of the things that I listen to, for me, my mental and physical health will always be number one over how I look physically. Like, aesthetics will always... Come second. And I feel like we talked a lot about, like, you know, people we admired or counting macros or, you know, doing a specific workout to look a certain way and going through that journey. But for me now, I'm at a point where it's like, yes, I'm grateful for that moment and learning about those things. And I'm grateful that, you know, I learned about what macronutrients are. But for me now, it's like, I literally don't care about what I look like as long as I feel good and my mental health is good because for me I feel like if you don't feel good you don't look good mm-hmm. and for me I don't care how I look if I don't feel good yeah and so everything I do I try to surround how I feel around it even with like workouts if if I don't feel good enough to do a certain workout I'm not going to do that workout I'm going to do something else that suits me better if there's you know a certain food that doesn't make me feel good even if it's like high protein or something if it doesn't make me feel good I'm not going to eat it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not going to eat a certain amount just because someone said that was the best amount to eat yeah I'm going to eat whatever I know makes me feel my best and whatever you know Cause I, I did go through a lot with like stomach issues and I, I feel like for me, nothing is worth, is worth not feeling good. Yeah. And so that's like my number one priority is just my overall health physically and mentally and just making sure every single day I just feel my best. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. That's the most important thing
0: that I've learned. I think that is a really big just to sum it up of just balance and really focusing on that balance in your life, which is kind of kind of leads into a little bit of what my main takeaway or my first takeaway was with kind of my journey um, is that it is a journey and in that you have to have that balance and you also have to give yourself grace for the different, you know, I just had a baby and I'm in a postpartum phase now. And I also shared my Accutane moment. Um, and throughout your life, you are going to have moments where your body is going to change. And as you get older, your body's going to change. And if you don't have those things that we kind of talked about those good habits, but also what you're talking about of that balance of just making sure you're taking care of yourself mentally and physically Um, you know, that's what's most important and also accepting the journey and accepting that there's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be changes. Your body's going to do things for you. You might get injured. You might get sick, You know, it'd be awful if you get sick and you're just beating yourself up like crazy because you're, you can't go work out and you're gaining a little weight, you know, it's just let your body do its thing and just try your best to take care of it and to make sure you're feeling it as you should. And yes, your mental health is really important as well. Mm -hmm. And I also think that also kind of leads into kind of what you said also, um, on our second takeaway that we both share with how we talked about other people that we admired and there is a lot of stuff out there of what you should be eating and how to do this and how to do that. And I talked about how, when I started going to the gym, a lot of people were telling me that that was going to make me look manly and strength training was a manly thing and how It's so important to drown that stuff out Mm -hmm. and do what's best for you. Yeah.
1: And I'd say that's probably the second biggest thing I've learned because I'm someone who I'll get on social media and I'll hear someone say like, oh, this is like the best possible workout you can do. And this is the best possible way you can eat. And I'm just like, oh, I immediately have to do that. Yeah. And that's how I was for a long time. And now I'm at a point where I'm just like, cool, like that works for you. I honestly don't care like I'm doing what I'm doing you're doing what you're doing and that's awesome like yeah there's so much information and at the end of the day like if you're doing your best to fuel yourself with nutritious things and move your body to me that's enough Mm -hmm. and that's you know nothing bad is going to come of that in my opinion and there's no, to me, there's no right way to work out. Yeah. There's no perfect way to eat. Obviously, some foods are more nutritious than others, and there's healthier options. But whatever truly works for you and is benefiting your body, you should just listen to that. Exactly. And whatever works for someone else, let them do that. And I agree. Even if I think, I think the hardest part is, society and social media telling us that one way of looking is the right way or the better way and I've had to kind of just come to peace with how I look and just you know ask myself why like what would make you know what would looking like that bring to my life Mm -hmm. literally nothing
0: like, well, it's not going to make me a happier person. You're never going to look exactly like that. Exactly. And
1: even <laughs> if you did,
0: it's an it's a, it is a goal though that is almost impossible to accomplish. That you're you're setting yourself up for failure.
1: Yes, you know. And I've like even if you did, let's say even if you achieved that exact body type and you looked like that, is that really going to make you happier? Yeah. For me, probably not. Mm-hmm. Like For me, life is about the people that I have and the memories I'm making. And like I said before, every day I want to feel my very best. And I don't care if that means I don't have the world's most perfect body. It just doesn't matter to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'd much rather just know that I'm, you know, doing my best to live my longest and happiest and healthiest life. And that's that truly is enough for me, and I feel like, you know, it should be more of a goal to just feel good and feel happy and just focus on the things that truly matter rather than hitting a specific physique goal of a girl that you saw on yeah. social media.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I'm one hundred with one hundred percent with you, drowning out that noise and just. That noise isn't there if you stop looking at it, but we can't stop looking at it. And so, I mean, you could, but we don't, you know, you and I both get on there and I just think we're both at a spot now in a healthy spot of just, I don't need to do all those things. I don't need to feel guilty about those things. I just need to live in my world and yeah, do my best. So, and do what's good for me. I think you and I have both, I think it's maturing in a little bit of a way of just getting older and not caring (laughs) about things as much.
1: And it's helped me. Something I've done personally is I've very, very specifically curated my social media. So I make sure I don't like or interact with anything that I, that just doesn't resonate with me or things that don't make me feel good. And I make sure to follow and like and interact with people that I admire who are kind of have the same goals as me, even if they're influencers, as long as they're aligned with things that I agree with. And, you know, I've I've found people on social media that have really helped me get to this place where it's like, I admire you so much. For your confidence and the way you just love yourself as you are and you mm-hmm. take care of yourself and you just like to me that is so admirable versus the account where it's like giving you all of these specific tips of how you can achieve this perfect body. It's like I don't need that. I'd much rather have the content of just like there's more to life because I mm-hmm. that's
0: I I do that too. And that's one of the reasons I actually enjoy social, social media. And I'll do that stuff even with parenting is there are, there is helpful things on there and there are people living the way that you want to live and they have good ideas and they bring positivity into your life. And I don't mind those things. And I, I have found really helpful stuff on there. It's just, you know, picking through all this stuff to find it. But I do that too. I follow accounts that are helpful or bring good thoughts and not negativity into my brain. Yeah. So all right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. We could talk hours. <laughs> yeah, there about will probably this.
1: be more future episodes.
0: This like is just something we, yeah, feel passionate about and something we talk all the time about. I know I said that at the beginning, but um It's going to be something we wanted to include on our podcast just because we love talking about it. So um, we thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye.